Welcome to the Ankler Podcast. This is uh, Sean McNulty from the Wake Up Newsletter here at the Ankler. Uh, kind of a, a special edition here with Elaine Lowe, I guess. is This is our first podcast that involves a quote, uh, rendezvous with destiny, uh, Elaine. So <laughs> can you feel the excitement? This is uh, uh, absolutely having just come off the Warner Brothers lot. Yes. HBO Max to Max transition presentation. Uh, the one to watch the tagline. Not bad. I thought it was effective. I thought the messaging was very clear. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot worse taglines. That's a very tough job. But I'm like, yeah, Max, the one to watch. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to, you know, gonna say it at my, you know, the, the bar with my friends. But I'm like, all right, it's, you know. As opposed to all the other streaming taglines you say at the bar to your friends. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised by that, Elaine, but that's a conversation <laughs> for another time. Uh, but I do cleverly uh, incorporate the uh, the circle inside of the O with uh, the circle inside the A. So there is still a little bit of uh, HBO heritage in the Max logo, which I thought was a, another nice creative touch. So uh, kudos to the designer. And there's no plus in the name. So listen, you're already, you're already winning in my You're book, already so. calling it Max. It can't be Max Plus. Uh, this uh, some details. Tuesday, May twenty twenty third will be the will be the launch day, or I guess it's really more of a kind of just the day your app goes from HBO Max to Max, like from the user makeover point of view. Day. Makeover day, exactly. But like nothing from a you know consumer who's you know uh, not reading the Ankler and uh, keeping up on all this, you're not going to see much of a difference outside of that logo changing on your phone, which I'll get to some issues with that in a second. And I guess a UI interface change, which, you know, apps do from time to time, but the price is the same. You're, nothing much is really changing uh, on day one, right? In a sense, for the, cons- for the average consumer. It's a good thing for the consumer. I mean, I think the largest thing they'll notice is suddenly their app has gone from purple to blue, which if you are like my husband, colorblind, will make no difference to you whatsoever because <laughs> that just won't register. Um, it all look the same color still. But um, but otherwise, yes, most people will notice it has changed from purple to blue. Now it says Max instead of HBO Max. But like you said, still has that little HBO dot in the middle. So and you do mention the, the blue color. They went with kind of a, a dark royal blue, not the mm-hmm. Amazon kind of sky blue or the Paramount Plus cerulean, maybe. Uh, or the, the Disney Plus. Navy blue. It the is Disney a Navy different blue. shade of blue. Yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Netflix red and Hulu green look really good right now and Peacock yellow. <laughs> just telling you. that's. Uh, but I'm not sad to see the purple go. I'll, I'll say that much. So I, I, I liked the purple, but fine. Okay. To each their own. <laughs> each their own, exactly. Your your husband thought it was orange. It's fine. It's no big deal. <laughs> uh, so you were there in LA. I watched from uh, the comfort of my couch here in New York. Uh, give me a little vibe inside the room. Did, did I miss any good breakfast, or was it just kind of come sit down and, and listen, and that was it? Uh, you get on the lot, and then they take you on a tram, and then there's a little impromptu studio tour, and then you get to see the water tower. You pass by the Friends Fountain and the Orange Couch and Ooh, the sound trip. stages. Yeah, and it's it's a very effective reminder of the power of the Warner Brothers brand and the power of the Warner Brothers magic. And as much as I think as a lot of us cynical journalists would like to not be taken in by that, no, and it's an effective reminder of just like, hey, Studio Magic. The stuff is fun. And there's a lot of brands here that you recognize. There's a lot of shows and movies here that you recognize. You go inside. There's a big flashy, uh, you know, it's it's a nice little breakfast. They've got a breakfast bar. There's some past French toast hors d'oeuvres, which I did not partake in, but looked very appetizing. Um, And then we walked in and there's a big old stage and we each have little individual armchairs to sit in. And then they put on their big 
very succinct hour-long presentation, which I appreciated the uh, the brevity of it while uh, uh, also communicating a lot of detail. And, uh, you know, they, they sort of went through, it wasn't really a, cons it was, I mean, it was partly a consumer-facing event and that there were a lot of teasers. You know, you saw Colin Farrell's The Penguin, which is, you know, like DC Sopranos, I guess was. <laughs> that, I, was I wrote yeah. that down. I said exactly. It's, it's Tony Soprano meets DC. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, we're gonna get a live action Harry Potter TV series, which we knew about and is still in development. But they said this is gonna be rolling out over the next decade, so we are in for ten years of Harry Potter when it starts yes. which they did not say when it would start so i'm assuming that 10 years is from the start date but uh that was not clarified yeah yeah, yeah. so essentially you know so the hbo is is out so we're now max we knew that that's not breaking news by any means we kind of knew that was gonna be the title but i guess the big thing they led with or big one of the big things they led with was people go much deeper in the library at discovery plus and at hbo max it was what 75 percent of viewing comes from the home screen was that the stat so, right so, yeah 75 percent of hbo max viewing came from the home screen only uh their streaming chief jb perrett said at the presentation and i thought that was a really interesting stat because that's a, that's a lot of folks and then whereas at discovery people are actually sort of poking around and looking for their next thing i do wonder how much of that is sort of the nature of reality tv viewing where you're kind of like oh like what's the next thing what's the show that's like this 90 day fiance like let me check one of the other nine iterations of 90 day fiance versus being like okay i've seen like an hour of succession and now i need to like give my brain a break because that's like a lot you know yeah the hbo gets you in the door of hbo max is why you i mean it's it's on, it's on the door it was on the door you go to the app to watch that hbo show you missed or wanted to watch on sunday night or perhaps a movie, you know, one of the bigger movies that are on there. So I don't know that, you know, changing the name, I mean, it's one step in the right direction, but to your point, I think just the use case of both products is a little different, no matter what you do in the app, people just go to watch probably with intent, you know, whereas discoveries just say it's, you know, lean back television, or you maybe put it on for five hours during the day and yeah, it'll auto play till it's heart's content, you know, who knows how discovery plus goes, but um, the one thing they listed, you know, kind of four imperatives or I guess rationales for what they're doing. Number one on that list was increased engagement, which for you and I both know means we want people to be in the app for longer, which says to me, like, you know, A, you're coming to watch your thing and leave, as you said, or, you know, B, you're not coming into the app that often because maybe again, you're just coming on the Monday to watch the Sunday show. You're not coming back on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So that was one thing that kind of stood out. Uh, and I guess, you know, Promoting the archives will be a big part of it. That's, you know, you have to promote this stuff to people. It can't just be in your UI and like, oh, I didn't know you had Big Bang Theory. I'm like, to get out behind the wall, are you going to pay to promote this? Are you going to, is that going to be an active message for a company? Like, it's hard to promote library and streaming, I feel like. And that that's... Going back to the point of the name, I do think it's interesting to hear about how limiting having HBO in the HBO Max name actually was. because. True. I think the original impression was like, ooh, it's HBO Max. And HBO, right. as they have said time and again, is the crown jewel at WBD, right, at this combined company. So to hear that it was ultimately a little limiting and people were only coming in to watch The Last of Us or whatever and then pop out was, uh, I thought, uh, one of the more interesting data points that they uh, gave out today. And, you know, it's like, yeah, there's a huge library of stuff. There's Cartoon Network. There's DC. There's all this, you know. There's, there's just a, there's a ton of stuff like I could literally go on, but people don't think about it because when they hear HBO Max, they just think HBO. So it's like, yeah, it's, I don't know. It was, it was something that sort of like flipped it on its head, you know? 
Yeah, it's a move in the right direction, but then they added out. There's more to do here other than just change the name to change that perception. But that is definitely step one to be like, this is more than that. Um, the flip side of that being, if HBO isn't in the name, you have to, that that week of May 23rd, they're going to be like, Max is the home of HBO. Right. Because you're going to look on your phone and you're like, wait, where do I watch my HBO? My H- I don't see HBO on here. You're going to see what's Max. I didn't sign up for Max. It's like there's a big communication factor that, you know, again, that's up to them to market it. But I mean, you know, about marketing and messaging, it's like uh, as, a, as a former HBO employee who worked on both HBO Go and HBO Now, two campaigns I got many, many millions of dollars in marketing spend. I can tell, tell you now that, you know, it's it's uh, people still didn't quite get it. And they often call it's it a big HBO. shift to turn around, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, you've a lot of equity there. So that's not my job anymore. So they can figure that out. But one thing HBO does not connote is kids programming, which Elaine was another big theme that came out today, right? Yes, I thought that was very interesting, this renewed focus on kids and family entertainment, because obviously there was a big restructuring over there. And, you know, like Cartoon Network, some of those things are being streamlined over on the animation side. Um, and, and, and I think the impression was sort of that, oh, maybe they're taking a little bit of a step back. There were some uh, library titles that were pulled from HBO Max. Um, like perhaps a little awkwardly uh, on stage, there was a flash of Summer Camp Island, which is a show that is not on the service anymore, but was yeah. still being touted as part of the thing. So it's like, yeah, the, the library is notably slimmer. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I think it's interesting that like as they are pulling HBO from the name now, they're saying, yeah, it's Max. It's let's bring kids back under the service because, um, you know, I, I don't think on when we're talking about marketing and branding, it's like when you tell a parent, hey, HBO Max, bring your children. <laughs> when you think HBO, you don't think children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what's interesting, which I, you know, I do not have children. You have children who probably watch stream a lot of content, but uh, I, so I never looked for this before, but kids is not a, a tab on the main menu mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's housed in what's called hubs. And the kids' networks, the Looney Tunes brand, you know, the by the by brands are at the bottom of that list. So yeah, kids programming is probably not something that people are really finding because you, do a you have a lot of digging for it. Where you go on Disney Plus, it's right there. Even you know, in Netflix, I, I have to check, but I'm pretty, you know, they probably have a kids. Netflix or has a prominent kid portal. I mean, Netflix has its own challenges with like making sure its kids programming is actually uh found beyond coco melon but um but, but yeah they have like an actual kids but it's portal. easily if you go in like oh you have an area for my kid you know youtube has a kid's area when you don't have it pronounced in your app why would anybody and you have that hbo baggage on top of it yeah why would any parent think you know i mean certainly you can think of looney tunes or cartoon yeah i guess so in theory but it's not there in the ui so that's gonna be a big change that'll you know we'll see how successful it is but even that alone i'm like yeah, that makes a lot of sense. There's probably not a lot of viewing because it's impossible to find and your brand's not known for it. So we'll see how much they invest in that, Elaine, as you say, like, the, the, you know, they, they Tom Ashon, the leaders of that division, the kids and family division were all Sorry. part of the layoffs of the fall. I don't recall them making a big, like, we have a new head of family programming there. I may be well, wrong on that. It's all under but... US Networks. It's all under Kathleen Finch. Right. But it's not like this is a pillar of our company right. that, you know, we have a head of, you know, where Tom Ashheim did have that, you know, and, and mm-hmm. even WB animation is not on the DC list of priority for films, like getting that machine back going again. The history is great, but there's a lot more to go if you want to and get that kid's viewership back. And as you know, the point of like, 
again, getting people using the app more than say once a week, that's a big one because kids will go in every day. And you yeah, know, let you know. alone putting on HBO Max for your kids every day or, you know, Max now. I mean, I, maybe about a year, year and a half ago, the uh, Cartoon Network rolled out this programming block called Cartoonito, which was supposed to be geared toward preschoolers. And it was both mm. on Cartoon Network and HBO Max. And it was sort of designed to get that you know, the daytime, the day part viewing, right, of like people who have their TV on and have small kids at home uh, who aren't in, in preschool yet. And and I, my sense is that didn't really catch on as it was meant to. And, and you know, part, I think, of the rebranding to Max is going to be like, hey, we're a family destination. We are we are for everyone, not yeah. just those of you who want the, the blood and guts and sex of HBO. <laughs> right. And documentary programming, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, it. Speaking of which, uh, not much CNN uh, today, a little bit in the image spot. Nary um, a mention, no. David Zaslav did mention in about in a few months, in his words, uh, there will be an update on news and sports. And I got the undertone. I don't know that he said live, but certainly that aspect of it was not talked about today. But certainly something that... I guess was thought to be, oh, and CNN will have a presence. What are the other, what's the other big brand at Warner Brothers Discovery? It's CNN outside of HBO. And uh, that is not in this product in any demonstrable way. No, scripted and then unscripted. And by unscripted, we mean reality programming, not news and sports was kind of the message today. Now, of course, they do have live sports programming. They have men's and women's soccer. And that's kind of the main live sports programming they have. But I think uh, minus a sizable portfolio to promote, um, that wasn't on the front burner today. Although it's certainly a nice to have capability, right? That other streamers are also exploring when you look at Netflix sort of exploring having that live component. But I think technologically, there's uh, probably a, a a lot that sort of goes into that, not let alone, you know, the sports rights and actually having like a, like a proper portfolio, you know, of sports to, to get out there. Yeah. And yet again, something else that brings you back into the app on a regular basis during the week. You know, they have, they have rights on, on the Turner networks for NBA games and uh, NHL games and major league baseball um, for the NHL, at least with the deal they made uh, supposedly included streaming rights. They haven't done that yet on HBO max, but maybe that was a tech thing, Elaine, where you said, you know, that wasn't, but maybe now that that could be a part of the announcement uh, this in a, in a few months uh, as to what they might add. MLB, that deal was done three years ago. I don't know that they have the streaming rights for that and getting that, you know, that deal was till 2028. NBA is, we kind of know is up for renegotiation, but that deal likely, I would be shocked if that was done this summer. So I don't think that would be part of the deal, but. Um, Which is why so much of the focus was on scripted. Was, exactly, today. exactly. But for getting that, enga- that back to that engagement, Elaine, that would be a big tool to get that totally. up. And, and CNN, right. I mean, talk about a daily habit for a lot of people. If you could stream a live stream of CNN, in HBO Max, you know, would be a potent uh, thing for the for the company to have to get that daily engagement up. Um, so speaking of that content, just going to reel through. Basically, it's kind of the same as it is around town. More of what you already know. Uh, <laughs> we have new Game of Thrones series, a Harry Potter series for every book. I think was that that's the that's the motif, right, Elaine? Yes, for the next seven books and and, and for the next ten years There's... until my children will be in college by then. Uh, then we will still be. <laughs> There will still be Harry Potter on TV, on HBO, right. sorry, on Max. On Max, exactly. I know. There we go. Get, get, get used to that. <laughs> uh, yes, Harry Potter, the series coming uh, probably not too soon, but uh, soon enough. Uh, the Penguin, which is certainly part of the Batman universe, True Detective, part uh, chapter four, uh, Gremlins animated series, uh, 
uh, or Secrets of the Mogwai. Yeah. Mogwai, Mogwai, so, there you uh, go. Looney Tunes, another revival for the kids. Exactly. Uh, and then a Big Bang Theory spinoff in development. The Conjuring is getting a, a series in development. Uh, you know, I was kind of waiting for the Carmel Soprano, the early years uh, to come up. That didn't quite happen. Like they've taken but... a look at their well and they're like, you get a series and you get a series. <laughs> a kind of felt, had a little bit of that feeling when I was like... Even, you know, Kate Winslet's back in another limited series. I mean, I'll take that to the cast. I'm not complaining about it, but I'm just like, yeah, doing more of the things that work, you know, uh, the only two real original things they kind of, well, sorry, three, one we'll get to in a second, but the other two being uh, the Robert Downey Jr. limited series, this, uh, The Sympathizer, mm -hmm. he plays multiple characters, um, and uh, Sebastian Menescalco's comedy series, uh, How to Be a Bookie, um, which is coming up. So, uh, but the other series, uh, Discovery did have a role and Kathleen Finch did come on stage to present some things. Uh, so should we talk Love and Translation now? I think this is the time. Oh, goodness, yes. From from the, the makers of 90 Day Fiance, I believe, and in line with that whole empire, uh, which I am not a regular viewer of, but I'm, I'm aware of. And the, the conceit of Love and Translation is that there are three American bachelors and like, Nine women from across the world who do not speak English. <laughs> There's tw 12 of them, by the way. So, yes, 12, I, 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or as my notes, I wrote down three ripped American dudes finding love with 12 global women who all don't speak English. I'm like, uh, <laughs> That's not even a sketch SNL would do. I'm just like, this is... At this I got point, real 30 Rock vibes from it. Yeah, like. <laughs> right? This is Jack Donaghy, uh, yeah, to a T. So um, that was the big trailer they kind of, you know, tattered out to show everybody. So look... Everything else looked really good, though. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're on. and look i you know again you said it's not my genre either i'm sure it'll do great i you know i don't underestimate that it just i mean who am i kidding i, I i'll probably tune in <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm sure richard will be dying for your review um but that was the one thing just you know they are they've taken a few, a few other shows the robert downey jr car renovation show and uh maybe it was a, it was a sean white show i think yeah, and there's a oh a Barbie's Dream House, Barbie's uh, Dream House yeah. makeover show, uh, which were previously Discovery Plus. I don't know if the Barbie thing, the other two were, or the three things were uh, Discovery Plus shows that are now going to be quote unquote Max Originals. Max Originals, yeah. Although where that leaves other Discovery Plus Originals, dot 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 question mark. Yeah, and a, and a Chip and Joanna uh, remaking a hotel show, which is going to be on Max and presumably not on. On, a, on Discovery Plus. So, upper the hotel because, uh, as they said, Magnolia Network is doing very well for the service. Which makes sense. Again, engagement coming back to that thing. But if it's when you have two services out there, Discovery Plus is still separate and with a very passionate and dedicated fan base. I'm curious to how that messaging goes about where things are. Because you may hear about, oh, did you see the new Chip and Joanna show? And it's like, no. And it's like, well, it's not. I can't find it on Discovery Plus. You know, it's like you could see that becoming a real communication thing and when you're adding more shows on is it max or is it discovery plus what's the difference you know what does it feel like well the shows kind of feel the same but you know the brand issue comes in a little bit there too or or could right looking down the road it's uh now the branding problem is maybe discovery plus a, a little bit i mean that's the challenge you know and first is the hbo you know number one is on may 23rd but i might like, longer term i'm like you might have some confused folks out there yeah, you fix point. one problem now you gotta go to the <laughs> Can never just be easy, Elaine. It's terrible. <laughs> um, and then, you know, one final thing I'll just uh, kind of note that, it, not that I was expecting it, but this is a content 
forward thing. Even David Zaslav was really driving that. We are a content company, really driving that. This is what we do. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, we're not a streaming company. We're not a, uh, you know, a network company. We are a content company. Um, but, you know, the question looms out there. Okay, that's now Max. What's your global plan for this? You know, um, they had a one slide up, you know, which they've mentioned before in earnings calls, you know, uh, Latin America rollout and later later this year. Europe of some sort uh, in 2024, and then APAC beyond that. But, you know, not a lot of detail there on how this is all going to work as a global, is this a global streaming service? Is this going to be a Netflix? Is it going to be more like Paramount Plus where certain territories, it's a hard bundle, certain territories is D2C, you know, no details on any of that. I think we'll probably see that. It's more of a quarterly earnings call question. I Maybe that's that <laughs> you're entirely right. I have way too many expectations for this kind of thing, but uh... we were just there for the French toast, Sean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I will say taking the HBO out of HBO Max makes it a little bit easier to launch in Europe because you know the tie up there is HBO is tied up with Sky. But if it's just mm. called Max, you could launch a version of Max just without the HBO tile in it and still have plenty of other offerings that maybe that, you know, gives them a little more flexibility uh, in the European market, at least. So um, we will see about that, but uh, wall street, not too impressed. Uh, stock was down 6%. Are they ever? Well, as I said, tough crowd to please. Not a lot of kids programming fans there, I guess. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's it. Uh, then again, they didn't raise the price, which obviously is a wall street loves to see that. So that maybe that was no a, change to profitability, profitability targets or right. growth. No, nothing that uh, the wall street folks uh, actually want to see. Yeah. They didn't really care too much about the, uh, the new programming announcements other than that they sound expensive. So, you know, <laughs> uh, we'll see. The Warner Brothers Discovery annual meeting is at about a month. I think that's May 8th. They still haven't set a date for their, their Q1 earnings call yet. So um, we will hear from them again um, in about a month, presumably with some more of these updates, perhaps, and these questions that that will come up. Uh, any final impressions, Elaine? I thought the messaging, again, was very clear and very succinct. And I think that's actually really important, given that the whole message of the messaging was right. Like, we are a new brand. This is what you should expect from us. And to that end, I thought it was uh, it was remarkably effective. Yeah, it was an impressive presentation. I think the name change is positive, you know, as much as people derided. (laughs) It's funny, you know, how, how. History treats things like three years ago, like, oh, what? You're putting HBO on the name? That's dumb. Now it's like, oh, you're taking it out? That's dumb. You know, people are never going to be satisfied. Any opportunity to, to clutch your pearls, you know, you know <laughs> people much. will take. Exactly. So I think it's a move in the right. It opens them up for a lot of other things, which the, the current name kind of does hamper them by. So, but they have a large communication uh, endeavor to take on with, with the public that is not going to be easy. That's a, it's a small change. It'll but take a, a couple change. of quarters. Yeah. It'll yeah. take a couple of quarters. I feel. Yeah. it be a lot of, so we'll see how they handle that. That's what I'm going to be watching next. So more to come, uh, track the future, of course, at the anchor.com. I'm sure we'll be talking about this and writing about this as a topic, uh, a little bit more in the future here. Uh, Elaine wrapped up all the detail, details, including I'm told a gift bag. Don't tell me what's in it. I want people to go read the piece at the Ankler, but, uh, there was a gift bag. Is that right? You know what? I didn't get the gift bag. Oh, man. <laughs> I missed wow. it. I must have walked right by the table. But I did Richard... see other people out with the backpack. Yeah, we'll have to ask Richard and Janice. Yeah, yeah Richard might have taken yours. I don't know. I'll ask him about that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what happened to yours, Elaine. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but again, you can check out Elaine's piece over at theankler.com. And uh, we'll see you again soon here on The Ankler Podcast. Thank you.